guys, guys, this is where you uh, jump in. It's going to be some a point. It's, it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I say geeks, and you then you repeat geeks. All right. So, geeks, geeks. <laughs> Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's greatest movies and games podcast recorded in this room. My name is Adrian Ald. I'll be your host this evening. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We have two very special guests uh, this evening here in Venice. Uh, we have the lovely Luke Gansmo. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, the lovely Brian Lyles. Hello. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes. Welcome and thank you for having me as well. <laughs> Let us all thank each other for having each other. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. So Appreciation. It's um, beautiful. Sorry. Appreciation circle. We can do that. There's a lot of love here tonight. There really is. Look, look. We're gonna let's. We'll be upfront with everyone. Um, we're a little nervous. This is exciting times. This is the first time I've hosted the podcast, and uh, this is definitely their first time on the podcast. Isn't that right, gents? This uh, is my first time ever on a podcast. Oh, ever, ever. Oh, so you just you're just a listener. Pa yes, you're not a participant. Popping the cherry. No, I've it's, I've it's done podcasts say. before. I know it doesn't seem like it quite yet, but I don't know those NPR levels. Here, they're nice. I know, right? We're down <laughs> in the deepness here. Long time listener, first time podcaster, Luke, what have you been up to? Recently? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, not too much. Trying to turn it around in the new year. Been hitting the gym. Um, not too efficiently. Nice. Uh, it's uh, you know, just getting in there. You gotta you gotta solid, solid twenty minutes. I call it like the forty year old woman divorcee workout where it's just like a solid twenty on the elliptical and then just out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to tip your toe, and you can't dive in the whole way. You know, you need to. But it's not nice. Test when, the like, water. You don't you, know if you know. You don't know if you're gonna like it. You, you know? leave the gym early enough that the person at the front desk is like, "Forget something in your car," and you're like, <laughs> "I'll see you in a week." <laughs> and and uh, are you, is there? So let's give me a bit more background on you, Luke. What's? I mean, I know about you, but our adoring listeners out there are like, "Who is this? Who's this oh, guy?" Oh, they know. They do. They've heard. Okay. Uh Originally from Minnesota, Midwesterner, like Brian Lyles here mm -hmm. to my left. Yes. Um, went to film school. Nice. Came on to LA because I thought there was. How's that panning out for you? I thought there wasn't <laughs> too much of a like a film community out here. I thought I'd kind of break ground on that. Turns out I was wrong. Right. There's a lot of people out here following that pursuit. Right. Uh, so now, now I'm turning towards podcasting. Nice. Seen I any think movies? So far, it's going great. Seen any movies? Written any scripts recently? Or uh, always anything you want to tell the our listeners about? Always writing or um, procrastinating about writing. Uh, I saw a movie recently that I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, I saw Split. Oh, mm. nice. Now don't spoil it for me. Is this 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 is in our list tonight? I think we're going to talk about this a little. Okay, bit. we'll talk about it. Okay, a little, yeah, I'll talk about it a little. I bit heard later. it's great. It's a nice little foreshadow, some plug there. Okay, yeah, nice. Okay. nice. Okay. Setting it up for exactly for keeping later. It's people be a big tuned. Payoff. Yeah, nice. Tuned in. Like they haven't already tuned off. Really <laughs> like. <laughs> and uh, Brian, what yes. about yourself? How are you? How do you find yourself this evening? Oh, good. I am uh, originally from the Midwest, like Luke, from Ohio. Um, I know this is a big gaming and movie podcast. So as far as games go, I'm not a, a huge gamer. Well, I, I think I mean. Let's be, we'll be straight up again uh, with our listeners. Tonight's going to be fairly light on, on the old games. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to me talk about games previously, you've probably uh, rolled your eyes thinking, what's this idiot on about? He doesn't know what he's talking about. And, and you're true. That's, I mean, you're, you're accurate. It's very true. 
I, for the most part, don't know what I'm talking about, except when it comes to Skyrim, of course, or um, <laughs> a franchise that I like. But, you know, we, we, know our, we know our films. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm definitely a primarily a film guy as well, uh, trying to be a director, um, waiting on Luke to finish the script so that we can uh, collaborate a little bit, mm-hmm. possibly, in the future. Um, but yeah, I'll, but lately I've been trying to catch up on all the Oscar movies before the, the big awards ceremony in a couple of weeks. So It's an exciting I'm, time of year. It is. It is. A lot of debating going on right now, which I'm sure you guys uh-huh. will do in a future episode. Right. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to catch up and see, you know, a couple of movies actually twice. I've, I've seen most of the front runners, but I really want to catch Manchester again. I've seen Fences twice. I've, I want to see La La Land again, and I need to see Lion and Nocturnal Animals. Got to see Lion, great film. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to see as many of those movies as I can, even the smaller nominated ones before they come out. That's what I've been working on. Very nice. We also share something else in common. Oh um, boy, we're going to disclose this now. <laughs> <laughs> we're all lovers. <laughs> of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but we are also all employees of Paramount. Uh, so we'll just do a little disclaimer now. Any opinions uh, expressed in this podcast this evening do not represent the opinions of Paramount. Does that work? That works for me. Yeah, that I think sounds, we're in the clear. I think we're fine. That sounds... I think we're fine. Oh, I feel like they're all listening to this. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't CEO know. is just dialing this up. He's like, as soon as it gets out, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, it's very possible that everybody we work with is going to be listening to that's, this. That's right. I mean, listen, more people listen to this than, they, than who saw Ben-Hur, so... <laughs> Again, not the opinions. <laughs> and of if Paramount. you are hearing this at Paramount, Brian said that, <laughs> not Luke. Excellent. All right. So um, great to have you both once again, and uh, thanks for joining me here this evening in Venice. Uh, I think we should just dive straight into it, and uh, with a little segment, you're going to learn a lot this evening about the podcast. I'm sure you guys have already listened to all of our back catalog. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so maybe you'll be familiar with it. Okay. Um, Refresh my but, memory. But uh, first up, we have what we call. Nate's Blowdown. Are so we supposed to do something after that? You can like that? echo it a little bit, just Blowdown. to make it sound a bit more mysterious. So, so we'll try that again. Nate's Blowdown. Blowdown. Just like blow into the mic. <laughs> 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 um, so this is our movie news and game news section. So straight up, first, first up we have the game section. Um, and uh, exciting times on the horizon for a game called New Apocalypse Now Video Game Images. Re- okay, oh, this isn't a game being released. This is a bit of news. So um, <clears throat> I'll start that again. <laughs> New Apocalypse Now Video Game Images released as Project Abandons Kickstarter. So the original Kickstarter campaign is still live. It raised 173600 um how Let me stop you. That? Let me stop you right here because I Go. know a little bit about this. You should read this. Well, just hang on a second. Okay. So Francis Ford Coppola, the guy who directed Apocalypse Now, this is kind of a mixture in between movies and games, which is why I, I like this story. Um, he wants to make a, a video game based on Apocalypse Now, and he's trying to he start a Kickstarter so people could fund it. Um, and evidently, um, they were trying to get like five point something million dollars. They weren't going to get there, so they're now pulling it. Oh. From Kickstarter and are funding it straight from their website. This, this, uh, this now this heading is making much more sense. Yes. and this is why we have you along, Brian. Um, so, so they're funding it straight from the site, but that also means that all the money they got through Kickstarter is now gone. Uh, right. So they're basically starting over from scratch. Afresh. All right. This has given me some... A little bit. Now, little... there was a game based on The Godfather that came out that was okay. That's like one of the few video like i'm not much of a gamer one of the few video games i ever yeah. played like i played that game extensively in high school right like, i love that game yeah that's what they're but trying hold to do on, though. 
So they started a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and the Kickstarter failed. Not failed. It just, I don't think it was on track. Well, you said $170,000. $173,600. Yeah, that's it. So here's my thing. If it was a Kickstarter for like some indie game, and just no one really knew about it, and it didn't raise the money, I would understand continuing. But this is Francis Ford Coppola. Right. So if this is one of like the biggest directors in the history of film trying to make a video game, and no one's funding it. Plus Why you are they the name even continuing brand. on with it? Maybe I don't know. Well, well I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish reading the, the paragraph here because I got <laughs> about two feet into it and then stopped. So they, they, it, it raised $173,600 from more than 2,700 backers. And the funding tally is well short of the $900,000 target. So the goal, as it was before, was to raise $5.9 million to make an authentic game that people would want to play. Uh, that was in quotations. And that came from the director, Montgomery Markland. Uh, he said that. So uh, because the Kickstarter is cancelled, the funding tally goes back to zero. So pretty much what Brian just said, I repeated. Anyway. Um, but So here's my thing with Kickstarter, too. They were trying to raise $5.9 through Kickstarter. No, I think 900000 okay. to go towards the five. But they couldn't even get that. But they probably got investors for that is what I'm saying. I know, but what investor would go... No one wants to invest in this. Let me right. invest in it sure. because clearly there's such a lineup to well, play this I think, game. I think that's what they're doing now is the fact that the, the headline is there's new images of the game already out. And they're saying, now look, here's what the game looks like. Hmm. Help donate money. Right. You know, and they're going to be going to do that straight through the website. Right, right. Interesting. I mean, I have no overly strong opinion about this. I haven't played the Godfather game. Um, what, when, 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 when did you play that? It's a long time high ago. school. Oh, so like, when you were like 50. So like yeah, so I was going to say, ago. what, like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think it's a good thing to bring up that the fact that they're translating a movie into a game doesn't really work, just like games don't really translate into movies as well. I think it's a tough well, I mean, transition for... We, well, we just watched a bunch of trailers, didn't we? Yes, we did. And what was your comment, Luke? Well, I was just shocked that they just look like movie trailers. Like, it just looks like an animated film or like a CGI film. But then you were saying that the games don't really play like that, right? Well, I mean, they do and they don't. But that line is getting more and more blurred as between gameplay and, uh, you know, in movies and, yeah. and and filmic style. You see, with God, with the Godfather game, there were like, you know, when they do, I don't know the proper like, terminology, linguistic that just terminology for a game, but when they would do like the setups of like what mission you would go on. It was like legitimately lines from The Godfather. So it was literally like Don Vito Corleone telling uh-huh. And they Corleone. got the real actors to do it. To too. do the voices. Yeah. So, right. and it felt like, so in that sense, it was cool. Maybe that's why I liked the game, which is because it was like The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this, is this, maybe this, uh, this game is just too far past the point of the film. No, I mean, you you're not going to have, yeah, I mean, you're not going to have any of the actors involved. You know, I think you could get Robert Duvall to come back and do. Do the general well? Um, yeah. Hold on. Does Apocalypse Now and not hold up because it's obviously an amazing film? But does it does it have that same carry on through generations like The Godfather does? Because The Godfather every five years has a new fan base. You know what I mean? Right. New people coming up who turn fourteen or fifteen and then they can watch The Godfather and they love it. I, Apocalypse Now is a pretty intense film and it's also one that doesn't get talked about that right. much. Right. It's because it's very philosophical and it's long as hell. So yeah. with The Godfather, when you're watching like and oh, so it's, it's the, the scene where Michael Corleone guards the hospital and that's like a mission in the game i don't I mean, know if spoilers there's dude spoilers. Sorry, it's early on um, <laughs> i don't know if there's anything like that in apocalypse now where it's like anyone can pick up this game and be like oh this is the scene from the movie right right well i don't know i mean there war games are very popular in the gaming you have your absolutely you know your um um 
every every yes first person first person every year there's like a same series battlefield and all those games so i could see them going that route but as far as integrating it into scenes in the movie i mean Mm. it's mostly martin sheen losing his mind yeah you know most of the movie so how do you make that into a game maybe that's what the struggle they're running into i don't know anyway well moving on uh we have uh So I've got some information on uh, how much money game developers make on average in the US. So uh, this just out, according to the ESA, in 2015, the average compensation, including wages, salaries, and employer contributions for pensions, insurance, and government social insurance, it was all around $97,000. For California, which is a hotbed for game development in America, the average compensation was higher at $113,000. I mean... What what I mean? What do we think there? That's that's. I think that's way low. Way low, considering right. Considering that movie, you know, ticket sales, mm. game, game, people who buy games that outnumbers ticket sales. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're three times the price. Yep. That's sixty dollars a game. Absolutely. When it comes out, these games make so much money. But there's a lot of people involved in the development of yeah, the game as well. Yeah, the same thing with movies too. I mean, um, true. I mean, I don't know. For me, like the average game developer, I think ninety-seven thousand dollars is not. But maybe a that lot. just comes from the fact because there's just as many people making a movie as there are making a game. But, and this is coming from someone who once again doesn't know a ton <laughs> about games. But let's just assume so this is a little, that's the disclaimer. Yes, I know, but I'm just saying we're. You like can you can and because you both play video games at least Ish. to a certain extent, Ish. right? Can you name the uh, the name of one person who created a video game that you guys like? Yeah, Bethesda. Okay, <laughs> it's a company. <laughs> That's a but name company. the last ten movies that you went to, and can you tell me the directors? Of right, them? You right, probably can. Right, sure. Right. Sure. I just think there's a like a difference there. Sure, and that makes make and sense. I'm not saying it should exist. I'm just saying like the idea of a director for a movie. The reason they get paid so much is because just the knowing of who they are and the fact mm. that that name can call people to the movie. Like when you go see a trailer for, you know, Martin Scorsese's latest movie, it'll say a film by Martin Scorsese right in the middle of it. When you go to, it's not going to be like a video game developed by blah, blah, blah. That would never happen. Does it happen? I don't know. It does happen. Okay. <laughs> it does happen. Never mind. <laughs> You've definitely, there's definitely gamers I echo out there. My disclaimer. So, who, who follow as much as yeah, yeah, what yeah. we would direct as for yeah. sure. But to a, but to a broader audience, would that be known? Like, I feel like to people who don't even like movies that much, you could drop the name, you know, I don't know. Sure. I, guess, it was, I guess if you're looking at it more broadly in terms of the audience, and it's going to be people like me who go, oh, a Bethesda game. I like this game. That was Bethesda. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So it's more broadly to the studio, which I think you'll find is the case with a lot of moviegoers too, um, potentially. It's, From it's the more, company that brought you, you know, Ben Hur. Exactly. You know, <laughs> like people will see Bad Robot and yeah. they get excited, or they see, right. I don't know, Skydance or whatever, and they get or excited. Or Marvel. Or Marvel, is ex- exactly. They, yeah. they go, I know that brand, I know that flavor. Speaking of which, just one little sidetrack Please, here, hit me. Because we're going to hit, once again, Split later on. <laughs> but I remember in this, because the M. Night Shyamalan career arc of incredible, like, six cents. And for all the gamers out there, I know we're, we're going to movies. I'm sorry, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back, we'll come back, I'm sorry. Six Sense, Signs, Unbreakable, like all these amazing, Stuart Little, I'm just kidding. Um, all these like incredible movies. And then they started like going downhill. And then it, his name, I just remember I was going to see a movie and they showed the trailer for that elevator movie that he made, like called like Devil, Devil. or something. Yeah. 
and it came up like a film by M. Night Shyamalan and literally just laughter in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, back to games. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a report that's come through uh, and it says that uh, Disney severs ties with PewDiePie after anti-Semitic videos. This is something I hear that's, that's interesting. This guy is like the number one YouTuber. Potentially, yeah. He's the number one of the number one YouTubers, and the reason why we're talking about a gaming is because that's how he makes a lot of his money. He pl- he does this series called Let's Play, where he literally just plays a video game and records it or puts it out live streaming, and millions of people, millions of people watch. Right, right. Um, it actually also says down in here that um, you know, he made uh, Wall Street Journal reported that he made around four million dollars in 2013 alone for making YouTube videos. Wow. Four, mil- wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Four, million Four million dollars. Million dollars. Yes, from playing video games. So more than the people that made the video game. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like by a lot. Right. Right. So um, this is just an interesting story. I think to talk about, you know, because there's 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 millions of, of people out there, who are hardcore gamers, who will just watch other people play the games just to get their reactions of yeah. it. Um, enough to, for a guy to make four million dollars. And I think uh, it's interesting now that you know he he obviously went on there to, to try to turn some heads and wore like a Nazi outfit and showed things really? of Hitler. So, so wait, let's, let's wore a let's... Make America Great Again hat and then showed Hitler and like they all, so Disney was like nope. Okay, so I'm gonna have a quick read here. So it says here that he, his commentaries have had a positive effect on sales in the indie games uh, on, of indie games. And uh, in June 2014, the Wall Street Journal, as you said, reported that he earned four million dollars in 2013. Um, but yeah, so wearing a, this is, this is what it says. This is a quote here. Wearing a make America great again hat from president Donald Trump's campaign. Mr. Uh, Kluberg, uh, used a photo of Hitler as a segue between clips. Um, the wall street journal writes that Mr. Kluberg, geez, what's he, how you, Yellberg, Kluberg. We do that a lot here where we butcher people's names. <laughs> I love so, it. you know, I loved every yeah. second of it. Yeah. Well, he's from Minnesota. Uh, I love how the butchering changed with each name pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> so Mr. Kjellberg uh, says the material is betrayed in jest. Uh, he showed a Schwartz sticker drawn on his fa- on by his fans on October 15th and watched a Hitler video in a brown military uniform to conclude a December 8th video. Uh, he also played the Nazi party anthem. Well, this, this guy sounds like just a full-blown Nazi. He's a, neo, <laughs> he's a neo-Nazi, isn't he? Um, uh, before bowing to a swastika in a mock resurrection ritual uh, on January 14th and included a very brief Nazi salute with a Hitler voice over saying, Sieg Heil, um, and the text Nazi confirmed near the beginning of a February 5th video. Well, I mean, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm very surprised that Disney severed ties with this guy. <laughs> Listen, one word, commitment. I understand right. the $4 million. I just think he's made enough money where yeah. he was just... Well, maybe he's, had eno- maybe he's had enough. Yeah, he's maybe like, he's you know like, what? I've care. made enough money. I'm just going to commit. Now I'm going to be who I yeah, am. That's it. I'm just going to commit <laughs> I just thought it was suicide. interesting that there's, you know, you know, if I were sitting here, you know, pouring over scripts and... Uh, you know, learning cinema techniques and studying films from the 30s mm. and all this. And here's somebody who is uh, playing video games and yeah. uh, streaming it, and he made $4 million. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong well, that with that, was like, but that that's like amazing. When Vine started? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, the first people who got on it, like, made a ton of money off mm. it. Like, someone I know was, like, a Vine, like, I'm doing quotations, listeners, Vine star. <laughs> but, like, 
And then some of these people like made careers out of literally a six second video. It's wild, right? And it's, I think a lot of it is just like the first person to jump in to do it. Because more than likely there's, there's a million other people who do that now. mm -hmm. And he's the one person who's going to make $4 million off it. Well, he Mm -hmm. made $4 million. I don't, I I mean, that on your resume is not going to help. If if moving to LA has taught me anything, one, you can make money out of anything. Right. uh, And two, you know, if you can hustle it, hustle it. So right. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. if people can do this shit, then good on them. I can't personally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I unfortunately am not like one of those YouTube people, and I've definitely gone for like job interviews for editing positions where like the second question is, well, how many subscribers do you have? And I'm like, isn't that wild? Well, that's like I don't know if it's still as prevalent, but for a good few years, like pilot season, writers and actors was like. What's your Twitter following? That's like the most important thing. I don't know if that matters as much anymore. Um, yeah. I don't feel like. I think the, the studios thought that the, the followers of them would then cross over to the and show. And I think, I think for a couple of years they tried that and it didn't work. Okay. So I think that's kind of gone away mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm glad. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and well, also just because, I mean, and not to get into like something about social media. But social media is so much like just you'll you'll go on Twitter and, and you'll see a joke and then you if you search that exact joke up you will find nine other people who wrote that exact same joke and then, right and you're trying to figure out where it came from I think that's the issue with like Twitter but right no the other you, thing I was gonna just say back at the story like if this guy's making four million dollars which means he's got plenty of people who are following him so if Disney wants to fire him guess what he can just go make another channel i'm yeah, sure some I'm of those sure, I'm, yeah, sure, he's I'm sure gonna be Breitbart just pick him fine. up pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably sure get a job at the white house yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway i'm sure he lost some of those followers though but no i mean well doesn't conan do something like that called like clueless gamer on his yeah YouTube? that's yeah, yeah the that's, clues, like, that's, that's his a biggest huge, thing it's yeah. the biggest thing yeah. they just did a big super bowl one i watched the other and day it was purely by accident i watched the thing about the guy who does that yeah it's it's like a bit they do where he plays video games with celebrities Everyone who's really hard into games are going like, no shit. We've we've watched that for years. But, yeah. Um, it's one of their biggest their biggest followings, and it's a great way to promote games too. Like, yeah. That's all it is is a big commercial. Oh, I'm yeah. sure game. he gets paid. I yeah, don't yeah. even think yeah. about the fact that he gets paid oh, yeah. for sure. And they always come out like the week before the game comes out. I, exactly. By the way, another quick sidebar. Here we go. I think Conan O'Brien is the best late night host there is. No, right now. Like, okay. <laughs> not since not since uh, Brian's like 20 years down the line there's gonna be this guy who no, comes no, no, out no 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 I was my, I was a big David Letterman fan yeah. oh okay he's talking retrospective yeah, retrospective currently but yeah. yeah I think I don't think there's anyone better no. I, I, I had very little opinion on late night oh. make one up uh, oh. I think you're, I think you're right, Luke. I think, I think you're absolutely no. But correct. my like, because my brother interned him for a while. Oh and really? He was like apparently the coolest guy, but also just like incredibly funny. Sorry. So I'm, back to games. games. <laughs> yeah, this is games. It's sidebarred and all. I just keep I'm, trying to find ways to go in another alley. All right. Uh, so here we are. So uh, Rocket League. This is our last piece of games news. Love Rocket League. Uh, it, you've played Rocket League. All this is time. a game Luke's played terribly, but he's played it. Um, Rocket League is adding a 4K 60 frames per second support with PS4 Pro patch. Uh, so the update allows the game to run at 4K and 60 frames per second on a PS4 Pro or 1080p and 60 frames per second on a standard PS4. Um, so for those PS4 owners out there, exciting news. Um, I don't know where this brings you in relation to Xbox and everybody else, but... Uh, I know I've I've enjoyed playing Rocket League. I've, Are you a Rocket League player? I am a Rocket League player. I think I think Rocket League is the game 
for non-gamers. Mm. It's like you can pick it up and pretty much become immediately addicted to it. I, I, I talked about it far too many times on this podcast. I, I have wasted more hours playing Rocket League exactly. since it comes out, since it came out, than I care to admit. Exactly. Me too. Oh, me too. I have first friends six back, months, yeah. First six months of it being in LA was pretty much Rocket League. Yeah, we're going to play some time and then I'm going to show you how like, we have real it, people We play. have it in there. Do you want to stop the podcast right now? <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do. Luke, can you take over for like an hour? <laughs> can, I, can we just go watch Rocket Power instead? <laughs> but uh, I still have friends back home in Ohio that uh, we know we always hung out on the weekends and so now once every two weeks or something we still get together and play Rocket League that's for like cool. five hours. That's cool. And that's the that's and there in a nutshell is the beauty of beauty of gaming. Yeah. You know, it can do that thing. Gives yeah. you the feeling of hanging out, right? Spending time together, you know, um, you know And the one thing I like, want to admit yeah. too about that game that I think is almost amazing is one of those indie hits that really took off and made the company a ton of money and put mm. their name on the map. Mm-hmm. And they could have easily I mean that game came out almost two years ago. They could have easily made a sequel. And what they have done is amazingly they just keep updating keep it. Updating it with it's free shit. Yeah, it's great. Like every month, new cars, new maps, new everything, and it doesn't cost anybody a dime, and everyone loves them for it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that's one of been one of my favorite games me too. of past years. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I just I literally picked that news story just so we could talk about Rocket League. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if anybody else here played. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right, so now we're uh, moving into uh, movie news. So we should have some more informed opinions, everybody. So thanks for bearing We apologize to all the gamers out wait, there. Wait, wait, can we talk more about Rocket League? Oh. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, movie news. Uh, Avengers Affin- Infinity War. Avengers... I'm having trouble talking here. Avengers... Aff- in- you want to, can you read that for me? I want you to try again. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Infinity War filming announcement. Uh, so the preview confirms that Chris Pratt's Star-Lord and Tom Holland's Spider-Man will appear in superhero blockbuster, in a superhero blockbuster. Um, that pretty much speaks for itself. So, yeah, Avengers Infinity War. They're going to be doing some things together. Chris Pratt and uh, good old Spider-Man, Tom Holland, will be what in the same th- flick. I mean... Uh, I'm not. I, you know, this is really an area where Al, uh, hi, hi, Al, and everybody else in the UK at the moment from LA. Uh, this is he'd have an opinion about this because he is a huge Spider-Man fan. Really? Yeah. Uh, and as am I, but I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. It's like if I had a lineup of superheroes, I'd probably pick like Spider-Man and maybe like Wolverine as my two favorites. Or so something. I'm not much of the. But in terms of the Spider-Man films. Mm. Which do you prefer that have come out so far? Because the Tom Holland one hasn't come out yet. No. So in terms of the Tobey we've Maguire, seen a glimpse. So we saw a glimpse in well, Civil War. Yeah. Yes, but in terms of the films that are actually out that are full on Spider Man films, right? If you take the Tobey Maguire versus the Andrew Garfield, which one do you prefer? Andrew Garfield. Okay, I hands agree. down. What? I agree. I I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. I one hundred percent. Really? I don't. I think those films are just bad. No, no, no. I, the, well, I'm talking, about the, yes. I'm talking, I'm about, talking the, about the portrayal of the portrayal. Like, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. the portrayal of yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. I thought because you were talking about the films over a while. Around and I don't remember if it was the second or third one. The he's third doing, one. Like the cool Spider-Man. It was the third like, one. Flashing gun. It was the third one. Yeah. But the second one's one of the best superhero movies ever made, I think. Did did Sam Raimi direct all three? All of the, three. All three, okay. Yeah. It, I feel like he got bored by the time he did the yeah. third one. He's like, what can we do here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I agree in terms of like as a film. I think the the um the first three or whatever it was is well, it better, but but in terms of like 
portrayal, I think definitely. I, I think yeah, but here's the thing about two that I will give credit to the Andrew Garfield ones, where you get Mark Webb, who I mm-hmm. I just love. It's just like first of all, just like a, a, a filmmaker in terms of features or shorts or music videos. Because right. music videos was where he existed for a long time. Right. He did a bunch of great ones. And then he goes and does 500 Days of Summer, which I stand by. Yeah, it's 100%. great. 100%. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And in, and this is the thing now where the indie directors get thrown into the the franchises, you know, right. where um, Colin Trevor is it Trevorrow? Trevorrow. Who did Safe Not Guaranteed did... Um, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. And then the guy who did Kings of Summer, which is a great movie. Um, Jordan Voight Roberts is now doing Kong Skull, Skull Island. Oh, yeah. I forgot um, about that. But... Mark Webb, I think it just—I think it happened too quick. Where he went to the, and I and I—I I actually preferred those movies. I think. Right. I mean the portrayal, and actually probably the movie as well. Right. Um. I mean, I think the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie is great. Right. But here's the thing: I, you take Spider-Man, but my thing is this new Marvel universe. The universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And once again, I'm the type of guy who likes you know Linklater and and Reitman and, sure, and Payne same, and stuff. Same. So, but when these these branches are going off where I saw um is is Deadpool I mean I saw Deadpool I know what it is but is it the one where you see the flash in it for a second what movies no. came out what was that no 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 Batman you, Superman Batman yeah. Superman okay were you just like they're like let us drop these nine other movies that we're gonna have coming yeah, out yeah, in yeah, right. but that's years. DC that's not Marvel I know but Marvel's to some extent doing the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah, but they're far better at doing it in a way that works the okay, storyline. But like whereas with DC it's like he's opening computer files yeah. and it comes up with other superheroes yeah, like yeah, just yeah. in this fucking random but, sequence yeah. in the middle you, of the film. I guess my question is how do you feel about the Avengers as a franchise in general? Where there's a million different characters in it. Well, I thought I mean for any any big any big Marvel fan, any big comic book fan yes. who who knows the books, who knows the comics, who knows the, the universe, the ins and outs of, it's exciting as hell. It's you know, a, because it's a you're wet seeing, dream, basically. Yeah, you're seeing, see all those you're seeing the realization of something you've, you've imagined your whole life, right? So for those people, I think it's super exciting. I think for a lot of people, though, the potential, and for people like myself even, uh, the capacity, be, capacity for, for being alienated and not knowing what the fuck is going on is very, very high. You know, like the capacity, not the capacity, but you know, like the potential. The potential. There you go. Thank you. Um, the potential for that to happen is high. Like when I saw Civil War, I was like, this is cool. It looks cool. It's got some of my favorite superheroes in here, but I'm not really following what happened prior to this point. But also like, cause which speak, is fine. Speaking from someone who doesn't follow Marvel Comics that much, right? Sure. Like, I don't know the characters that well. I've seen the Avengers. I've seen Sp- all this different stuff, but... To the point of you being a fan of the the whole universe, wouldn't you prefer to see actual standalone films of these characters where you see their whole? But they're going to be making those too. That's the thing. I get that, but that's what I'm saying about with the Avengers, where it's like, because I saw the first, and then the, the second one was one with James Spader and Elizabeth. Yeah, Wilson. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing the trailer, and I'm like, okay, here's a million other characters that I know nothing about. Um, so just like, wouldn't you? Well, did it would make you prefer? You, would you prefer seeing an Avengers film, or would you prefer seeing? A film about each one of those characters having their own I, when, when, when I saw Iron Man I, you know, and said, oh, they're going to make individual movies of all these characters and then throw them together, I was interested because I was something new yeah. that I hadn't seen before. And at least you got the backstory of each character. And then when I saw Avengers, I was like, okay, that was great. Good job, Marvel. But then I was kind of like, done with it. You know? Right. Like they'd done it. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about a lot of Marvel films. I'm like, I've seen one, I've seen them all. Right. Do you know They're what very I mean? And, formulaic I, and I really only me. go and see the ones with the characters I love. Right. And, you know, I've kind of made it a point to wait for video on those. Video. Yeah. I'm dating myself. Wait for streaming on yeah. those, you know? Yeah. Because they're, they're all kind I mean, of formulated. I've been telling myself for years to sit down and do, you know, a Wolverine fest and do an X-Men fest and right. then do, uh, you know, Spider-Man fest. Do, do, like, do all of them. I mean, I, we should actually even probably make a podcast out of it. But uh, in terms of the Avengers, I don't, I don't care enough to have too much. My problem with the movies comes down to the fact that there's no consequences for any of the characters. So no matter what happens in the movies, they're all fine by the end. I'm interested to see what they they don't have to risk anything. I mean, if these superhero movies are a permanent structure in, and they seem to be for the box office, right? They're going to keep for now. They're going to keep making these films, whether they do what they do with the comics, where they give alternate universe, um, storylines for the characters you know I, I mean I don't know enough about it but you, you, you know what I'm referencing right. there where yeah. they'll have like um, a type of Superman or a type of Batman where they're like down and out and well they've already started like, to do that I think with um, you know Ant-Man was Marvel's heist movie Doctor sure. Strange was Marvel's kind of no, supernatural movie. No, but I mean flip sides of the characters. was like their space. Oh, but you mean like alternative, like we'll have two different types of Spider-Man exactly. movies at the same time. Two different types of Superman. You right. know, where, where, you, where they take some of those beeline stories or, or, or in the comic book world and turn those into Well, this will be films. the third iteration of Spider-Man in the last, what, 10 years? Well, they wanted to do more Andrew Garfield ones, right? And Andrew Garfield and Mark Webber were... Just both not interested. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think Marvel was interested in them. Do, really? Being in them, I think. Cause you know what's so funny? Like, so uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get crucified for this question. But oh. so is X Men in the Marvel universe? Okay, they are. Okay, they are. I. However, well, however, Marvel Studios do not have the rights to the X Men. Fox does. That's okay. right. So, so they're not Deadpool involved. Jokes. Okay, because. Even more crucified. I've never seen an X Men movie or sure. Wolverine movie. I think I've seen like, like one. So, because my thing is like, because all these Marvel movies and superhero movies, and I'm not against them. I just they're not what pique my interest. So what when I go see one, it's because there's like some other X factor of it that draws me in. Like with Iron Man, it was like, oh, fuck, Robert Downey Jr.'s back. Like I gotta go see this. Right, and then right. it was like with Deadpool, it's like I've heard this thing is amazing. Like I need to go mm. check out this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I come to these movies, it's it's so that I don't know like the full universe as well. Like Avengers was just because it was the biggest movie that year. Right. Yeah. I see, I'm see, see, I'm like you. Okay. Right. Where I don't know what don't know the universe is overly well. You know. Right. And so so are you talking about like walking in the door and feeling like you don't know what the fuck's going on? Well, not so much that, but just the <laughs> this idea of like this because it takes something else to draw me in. Right. We're like. um the next Marvel movie that I'm excited about is Black Panther because I'm like Ryan Coogler. His next movie he's is awesome. this, and yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, like like that's what it takes for me. Sure, but all these other movies and don't I know the the comic book universe is insane and wide and massive, but these movies make so much money, and it's not just people who read the comic books. No, I know that it's the and logo. See, it's like, the Marvel I logo. Even, at I this haven't point. seen a Captain America movie. Well, but you, they're the biggest you movies. Know, I mean, they, they've worked out how to make them good, like how to make them well. Every time you go see a Marvel movie, for the most part, unlike for me, the DC ones, 
you're going to be exhilarated. It's going to be comically a little bit funny. Yeah. The characters are quirky. There's lots of color. There's lots of action. It's going to be a little bit gritty. You know, it's got a car chase in it. It's got someone getting kicked in the face. It's got all the things that your general Joe Blow is going to appeal to. And by general mm-hmm. Joe Blow, I mean like Luke. the gamut of everybody. Yes, you. yes. You know, everyone. Right. Is, uh, yes, is, I get you what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, for people who are complaining about superhero movies and how many there are these days, I always would like to go back to the quote that Steven Spielberg said, where he said basically, superhero movies are the westerns of modern day. Like, they're all over TV and movies. You always have your good guys versus bad guys. They're morality tales. There's different versions of grittiness and drama. It's basically the same thing. So, yeah. Totally. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, they definitely have a place, that's for sure, sure. For, for the meantime anyway. But I think, sorry, we're moving on. One quick thing. I think what scares me most about it is the fact that it almost feels like this is what is becoming of the film industry. It'll yeah. change. I know, but like we get Ryan Coogler, who's this incredible director, and the next four years of his life are booked up because he's got to do a, a Marvel movie. That's yeah, what but I don't you like. watch the sweet films he makes on the side from the cash he gets from doing this. And that's I why he's doing it. He wants to make some money too, but like the like and it's this new thing where I get it and they're better movies because they do this but they're like let's pick from the really successful indie directors who have made these really good because here's the thing uh, a Marvel superhero DC any superhero movie is going to be what it's going to be no matter what what's going to make it good is if you can get a director that can do relationships too that's or like that extra level of it so like Christopher Nolan with Dark Knight or something like that or like these people who can add into it. So right. I get why they're pinching from that pool. Right. But for the movies that I want to see, it depresses me a little bit because I'm like, let's just pull out the best of the best. That's how I feel too, you know, to stop. Cause like, I mean, is, I mean, it's even, is Creed two going to happen. For no, another, it's not happening. Yeah. Now. It's not going to happen now because he's doing this or his next great fruitful station. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen because of these movies. Well, right? I don't even want to see and Creed two there. It's great on the studios part. Yeah. I get it. I'm not blaming them. It's a smart move, but yeah, I wonder. I don't want to even see Creed two. I want to see the Ryan Coogler movie that I don't know about yet. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So it'll be there. It'll it'll come. It just makes us wait a little bit longer. So moving forward, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> um, so La La Land wins Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actress at the 2017 BAFTA Awards. Um, Surprises? Probably not. Uh, The modern musical walked away with five awards, more than any other movie at the British Academy of Film and Television Awards, uh, Television Arts Awards, sorry, on Sunday, including Best Film and Individual Horror, oh, sorry, and Individual Honours for Emma Stone and director Damien Well, subliminal slip right there. (laughs) She was, no, she was a horror, she was fine. Okay, so I don't want to get into I don't want to talk about this film, to be honest, but... um, Okay. I mean, and I do and I don't, but... Only because we're going to talk about this again. You are going to talk about it in the awards. But let's, yeah, go, please. The only question I have about this is it's winning everything. Yeah. And if you don't, if I don't know what your guys' opinion are, if you don't think it should be winning everything, why do you think it is? Because this isn't just Hollywood. You know, this is. Hold on, though. The foreign press, the BAFTAs are, what, England's, right? I know, but I like how you say, like, just because they're not in Los Angeles, BAFTA, and Hollywood Foreign Press have nothing to do with Hollywood, it's still very much Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay. And La La Land is a very much Hollywood movie. Where it's right. like, we went, me, Adrian, and Brian, little fun fact for you, we went and saw La La Land, I think, maybe. Preview. Yeah, early on, we saw it. Mm-hmm. Packed theater. And when it opened up in LA, it was, in LA and New York, it was smashing box office record specialty. Like LA and New York, it was killing. Mm. 
And then my parents went and saw it the day it opened in Minnesota at prime time on a weekend and the theater was empty. This is a very Hollywood movie. I'm not saying I don't like it. I think it's a great movie. I think Damien Chazelle's amazing. I think Ryan Gosling's great. I think Emma Stone's great. I have problems with the movie. I think it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should win. I think Moonlight should win. Discussion for another time. But, you know, there's all these things about it. But to say that, just because BAFTA gives it BAFTA well, very much. it's not just. I mean, it's everything that it's been yeah, up but for. You got to remember the, the the people in in the, this film reflects the creative's life. Do you right. know what I mean? To an extent, it's, right? It's made for people who chose that path of I'm going to be in the movies. I'm right. going to be in the musicals. I'm going to be in theater. Whatever it is, you right. know, the artist's life is reflected in this film and it, and it does a beautiful job of it, I think, but it's extremely self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. And I I'm interested to see like you said in, you know, little town Minnesota or wherever mm-hmm. wherever, you know, uh, how it fares. And I, I'm I'm interested to look at those box offices across the board. Yeah. Sure. I think the one saving grace about this film, or not the one, but the thing that really does save it in the end for it not being just a Hollywood wank fest, is that 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 idea of having to sacrifice one's something for something else. You know, that idea that you can't always get your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that is the one thing that is reflected across all of our lives as human beings thus sure. far in my experience anyway. So, so you're saying from uh, like a theme aspect? Yeah, thematically. I, I think that is the thing. We all, you know, we all have dreams and sometimes your dreams don't necessarily end up the way you plan right. or the way you dreamt them. Right. Which is, and that's... that's I the, think that's the film's message and I think I, I, that's I, why the movie... And here's the thing. And like, I think that's why it succeeds. But I think there, like like Luke said, I, there, there are a bunch of issues with it for, for me. Sure. Um, I mean, don't discredit La La Land. I mean, the writing's great. But yes. Mattress by the Sea, probably greater writing. Probably a better screenplay. I agree. Moonlight, probably a better screenplay. Damien Chazelle's incredible. He's a great director. I'm so excited to see what the next like few decades bring for him. Absolutely. Barry Jenkins directed the hell out of Moonlight for a million and a half dollars. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. And Kenny Lonergan for Mantras by the Sea. Incredible. Right. Um, the actors are great. I don't want to get into casting, but I feel like you could have gone a more interesting route with that. Well, I mean, it's it. and then and then we come to that point of like selling tickets because you know why you know why Emma Stone and Gozzle Wazzle got the part is because Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone sell, sell, sell tickets, tickets in Minnesota. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, that's the idea. That's yes. hypothetically the idea. Right. But wouldn't it be wonderful if this film was the vehicle for some couple of unknown? I'm using inverted commas listeners uh you know a couple of unknowns as a vehicle for them to realize their dreams like the characters in the film wouldn't that be amazing here's my issue with that idea because with la land and maybe they thought it was gonna be a big box office and it didn't happen but with a movie like this and the fact that they moved it from july to december shows this they relied on this being an oscar movie which obviously it has become yes but oscar movies get their box office from oscar nominations right it comes from my mom Back at home going, I will see one or two movies a year. And then the Oscar nominations go out and she calls me and goes, oh, we're going to go see this Oscar nomination this weekend, this one the next weekend because they're nominated. Right. So that idea of like casting for tickets doesn't work for like Ghost in the Shell and not to get into the bigger thing. I almost brought that that up. It makes a little bit more sense because at least they're expecting this Ghost in the Shell is not going to win Oscars. Right. They're hoping it to be a big box office boom. Right. Right. La Land, it's not. It's off critical acclaim. 
So if that's the case, then you can do smaller actors that no one knows. Absolutely. So that's my issue with the movie. Now, the fact that it was opening up in July originally, maybe they were expecting but that to indicates be a summer box office. Exactly. And, and that, I think that just but goes – they didn't know what this film was, I don't think. Until it came – But yeah, it's also it not – they're like, oh, shit, this could it's be – It's also not just them betting on the box office. It's also them trying to get a budget. I mean, we're acting like La La Land's this big Hollywood studio movie when really it's kind of an indie. Like it wasn't very expensive to shoot. It was a little bit, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know? and it took. And when you can say go to somebody and say, though? I mean, it wasn't a lot. I don't know the budget, but it wasn't over. It wasn't Moonlight though. It wasn't. No, it wasn't under a million dollars by any means. But you know, if if you got a project and you go to someone, and you say, I want to make a modern day musical. Yeah. Uh, with all original music, and with two nobody stars. I mean. No one's going to jump on board to give That's you true. millions of dollars. But if you go, I want to make a big buzz musical, and I'm the director of Whiplash that was nominated, and I'm going to get Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone to be in it. That's going to put butts in seats. You're going to get a relatively good budget to make your vision that way you want it on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. So that's my. Can I say one more thing about the BAFTAs, too? Yes. Um, they didn't nominate Denzel Washington for Best Actor. Hmm. So. <laughs> Let's, Interesting. I mean, say what you want about their awards, but he's probably going to win the Oscar. So in terms of how this affects... I don't think it affects anything. I mean... And I don't want to get into a, Oscar talk, there's but... There's part of me that takes most of these, you know, most of what we're looking at here in terms of BAFTAs, in terms yeah. of, 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 you know, Oscars, whatever. It's you got to remember, like, a good 60% of this is politics. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And remember, I mean? Social Network won everything, and then King's Speech won Best Picture. Right, so. right, right. It doesn't mean anything. So, and uh, remember, Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas. So right. Just <laughs> right? remember that going forward, no matter Absolutely. what wins. And Ordinary People beat Raging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and Ben-Hur is not even nominated. So what do you <laughs> know? That's wild. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio will star in and produce an adaption of Stephen Tolte's book, The Black Hand, for Paramount Pictures. Interesting. Plug. Woo, <laughs> woo, woo. Um, so I just thought the story behind this story uh, is good. I I have no idea about this movie well, at all. Continue. All right. Set in the early 1900s, the story will follow Joe po- Petro, Petrosino, a uh, New, uh, New York police department cop, NYPD, I could have said, uh, who squared <laughs> off against more. the Black Hand, the deadliest secret society in American history. That's all I need to know. I won't read anymore. Um, anyone feels like another noir number it feels like um, uh, it's got uh, just from that little blurb it's got uh, little sprinklings of uh, Shutter Island in yeah. there for me more sorry importantly to me when is this DiCaprio Martin Scorsese Devil in the White City gonna happen oh I don't know if it is now I don't know I thought it was about to come back because in terms of Leonardo DiCaprio taking books and trying to turn them into movies talk about an incredible book that he's had the rights to for years yeah with an amazing director why isn't this being made no offense to the is the black hand is what it's mm, called mm-hmm. never heard of it I'm yeah. sorry I'm it could be incredible could be an right. amazing book could be a big book I don't know devil in the white city it's great almost everyone knows it's a great to book. a certain extent so this idea of I don't know if this is as much big news as Leonardo DiCaprio just is it for him or is it for his company? Because he is consistently picking up Well, books. he's producing it through um, APN Way Productions. Um, yeah, that's his company, yeah. It is? Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's a great company, but I think very much his the style of his company is taking books and, and, and taking them, but I don't know how well his... Well, I mean, but think about who, who did that so well. I mean, Robert Evans, for example, yeah. is fucking brilliant at that. I know, but DiCaprio, I also think, has a... 
has a style of taking books and then they don't necessarily go too many places. And I think maybe this is because, and this is completely assumption, but his studio or his production company, when they make a great movie, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, right? It's a, he's starring in it. APM way. Yes. Well, he's in them. not always. I mean, a lot of the movies have, that they produce have gone on to win Oscars, but he wasn't ever involved. But something like this feels like something where he's like, let me get this because I think this would be great material for me, like Devil in the White City. Right. Of course. And then let's, you know, see where this goes. I could totally see this because I think he modeled, has been modeling his career a lot after Nicholson, who's been one of my favorite actors since the beginning of time. I mean, and I could totally see this being a Chinatown-esque. I think he's modeling after Brando. Type move. Oh, yeah. you think? I think in ten years he's gonna be big. <laughs> you he's think gonna, he's gonna be? He's gonna have the gut. He's gonna he's look gonna at his be, watch and go, "Okay, yeah, it's time yeah, to gain yeah. eighty pounds." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we already see after Wolf of Wall Street when he had that like summer in the Italian seas, where he just like had the gut with like supermodels on the yacht. I think yeah. that I think he's going towards brand. I mean, I mean, hell, like if I was an act, I mean, I am an actor-ish. I don't know. Anyway, an but don't if, discredit yourself. If I was a big star, right, mm-hmm. and I had the cash to make movies, yes. Yes, I would make movies about characters that wouldn't suit me, but also if I could, I'd make movies that fit characters, you know, for me. You know, like it makes sure. sense to put yourself in the movies you're funding. Yeah. Right? Especially well. if you want a vehicle and you're a pretty egocentric kind of guy unless, like Leo looking for And you've for just your, won looking, best actor. Looking for your next vehicle, unless looking for your next challenge, looking for the next Caprio hurdle. Who makes a movie every three years. I don't know if that, in terms of the fact that you have employees at your company like at least plan b with brad pitt he put up he puts out moonlight or 12 years later oh he was in 12 years later like two seconds but that was just get funded yeah exactly <laughs> speaking of putting people in a movie by the way you don't need to cast la land all right all right time. brad pitt can be in for two seconds but um i i do think there's a point to using your name to push other people's stars as well sure. which is what Brad Pitt did so well with Moonlight. Totally. Like, let me give Barry Jenkins the chance to make the movie he wants to make. Mm -hmm. I just wish DiCaprio was doing that a little bit more than like, let me find my next star vehicle that I won't make for 15 years. Sure, sure. Okay. So, uh, next point. We've got uh, the Batman finds new director in Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is in early talks to take over directing duties after Ben Affleck stepped down from the role in late January. Affleck was star in the pro- and star in and produce the Warner Brothers movie. Oh, I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion on this. Makes sense that he's not wanting to direct it and star I think in it's his own interesting. Batman film. I think it's interesting that he's not. It was very interesting to me that Live by Night, which was the last movie Ben Affleck directed, bombs at the box office in the next week. He quote unquote volunteers to take himself out of sure. the directing chair of the Batman I movie. It, I, well, I mean, he, off the back of that, he may have like just had a little bit of moment of introspection. He also went, said, "If the script isn't there, yes, that was before Live by Night. Before came out, Live by, by Night came out, he That's said, the script's not there. I'm not directing it.' I think for right. Ben Affleck, he goes, "I've had a pretty great track record as a director, so if this script doesn't come in great." I'm going to leave it behind. And then maybe off the heels of Live by Night not going that well. Right. Which, by the way, I haven't seen. Me I'm neither. Seen. It could be good just because box office doesn't mean anything. It could have bombed. Yeah. It could have been a great movie. I think it was by swinging way, for the Baby Oscars. Gone is incredible. It is. The town is really good. It is. I don't think Argo should win a Best Picture. Nope. But it's, it's a still, good movie. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. Good movie. Um, like a good, solid movie. Right. Um, but I haven't seen Live by Night. But those are three solid movies as yeah. a director. Totally. totally. So you, all of a sudden you get a script coming in for Batman. You're going, oh, Batman versus Superman got panned. Right. The script isn't looking too great. 
do I want to put this on my record? Because hold on, this is also the guy who made Geely. And think of how long it took to bring his career back. From well, he didn't like, personally, like, he didn't direct it, but he was in it. He was in it, though. But, but I'm saying he knows what a career bomb can do. Yeah. As a director, if you direct a terrible movie, yeah. how long until they give you the right. keys to drive the car again? Totally. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're rewriting the script. They're aiming for a 2019 release, I really? think. Uh, Matt See, Reeves, though. And, and, if you're going to have anybody take over, I would have said... My Keanu pick. Reeves. Uh, me too. Yeah, Keanu. No. <laughs> I would have wanted Aronofsky. Reeves, I, I would have wanted to watch that movie if I'm being honest. I would have wanted Darren Aronofsky to direct it because if you don't know, he was originally supposed to direct Batman Begins and it was going to be this crazy, dark, gritty, like hardcore mm. R Batman movie. But Matt Reeves has, out of all the franchise movies, I think the ones I like the best have been the latest Planet of the Apes movies. I think they're great technically and I haven't seen them. All the second the first. This this last one that not the new one that's gonna come out uh this summer, but I keep forgetting is it war- Battle for no I don't know. The last one that the came one out with the guy who was in, in the woods Dark Knight too. In the woods. That's the one. In the rain. Yeah. <laughs> that's an amazing that movie. Right. And Matt Reeves directed that and he's directed the next one, which is supposed to has a lot of hype. So if he's gonna do Batman, I'm down. I'm in. The so first good. Planet of the Apes was like the one that he did with Franco was yeah good with yeah. John Lithgow yeah but I probably just liked it because of John Lithgow yeah <laughs> um. uh, so next point in news here we have Thandy Newton is it Thandy am I saying that or is it Tandy I, I thought it was Tandy Tandy let's go with Tandy let's go with Tandy Tandy Newton or Newton uh, in talks with no in talks for Han Sal gosh shit I'm gonna try that again here we go <clears throat> Tandy Newton in talks for Han Solo movie. Uh, sources tell Variety the actress is in negotiations to join the upcoming Han Solo spin-off, uh, starring Eldon Aaron Reich and uh, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, and Amelia Clark to co-star in the Disney Lucasfilm feature, with Phil Lord and Chris Miller directing. Okay, so Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they're the Batman movie. No, guys. they're the Captain America. Lego movie. And the Captain America guys. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Lego movie. Is I think. Yeah. I already hate this movie. Me too. I am okay only because, and this will sound dumb, but I am a big supporter of literally almost every single every single thing Donald Glover has done. Sure. Why and do you hate this seem, movie? He doesn't seem like the type of person who would join a movie. Like without having like reading the script and be like, oh, there's something here. You don't think he went, oh, Star Wars? Yes. Yeah, everybody wants to be in a Star Wars movie because all these people grew up watching Star Wars, wishing they were in Star Wars, just like I grew up watching Lord of the Rings. The reason I why I don't Rings. like this movie. Why is, don't you like this movie? Tell well, me. Well, first of all, I think the reason why the original Star Wars worked, like the original movie, is because you know you look at people make fun of the prequels because of all the wooden acting. Everyone in Star Wars is pretty wooden except for Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Right. He made that character. I don't need to see a young Han Solo because I've already seen one. Are you interested in the story before, like how he met? Uh, no, Chewie I think that sh- that would be cool mystery. Like that, that shouldn't. You don't need to go explain all that. No, I see, but I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm the type of person who's like totally fine with not knowing where Han Solo comes from. Right. But I know there is a fucking huge audience out there who is super excited to see how he and Chewie and all the other stuff, you know, his life as a space pirate. What is he? He's a for me, though, for someone who me has been a lifelong you know? Star Wars fan, like not I mean, having fan, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, is, it's going to be really hard to buy that as Han Solo. I agree. I agree. I mean, the uh, my main issue is that we can't get 
you know, um, Harrison Ford to play this role. Right. If Harrison Ford was 30 years younger right. and able to do the role, then, right, then I would love it. Right. But, but having another actor do this, for me, it's less interesting because it is, like you said, Harrison Ford makes this role. Right. What's the actor again? It's a guy from Hail Caesar, right? Yes. He was, did you see Hail Caesar? He was the cowboy in Hail Caesar. He's Hail really Caesar. good in it. He's really good. And oh, I, I, I don't mind the actor. I'm not saying he's not a good actor. Yeah, I'm not, I know, but I'm saying like Harrison Ford, when he did Han Solo, no one knew Harrison Ford either. But he, no, and but so the, the point is, he's, in me the, is saying like, the point is he's not chance. Han Solo. But here's the thing, like a year ago or two years ago, like, oh, did you like Rogue One? No. Which one was that? My point is ruined. But anyways, <laughs> I did not like Rogue One. one. The, the last one that just one. came out. Oh, the one that just came Rogue out? Yeah. I really liked I it. I liked Rogue One too. Yeah. Um, but my point is that like a year ago or two years ago, you didn't know anything about Rogue One. You didn't know anything about that. But the way that they introduced it into the universe was really well done. I, I know you didn't like it. Me and Adrian liked it. Uh, but, <laughs> you can't uh, just kick me out of the uh, conversation. <laughs> The first, I, the uh, best part, the best way to shut down opinions that you don't like is just silence just them. Yeah, I've learned that from Trump. Uh, but I just, I mean, I think give it a shot. And like Donald Glover, I don't know if he grew up in the. How old is Donald Glover? I mean, he's. In I his, think he's like in his late twenties. I don't know. So like, I don't know if he. I mean, listen, I love Star Wars growing up, but I, I was. You mean the prequels? Shut up. Um, <laughs> I did love the prequels. I did love the prequels. Um, but I was introduced to them after they came out. Sure. No, no, but and I get it, but I just think it's it's for me, I would much rather see like make a new character. That's that universe is supposed to be so huge. It's a whole galaxy. Mm, mm. Make a new smuggler or something that can be similar to Han Solo, but I just feel like they're tying on to nostalgia like they did with Rogue One. There were 13 cameos of old characters in Rogue One. I'm totally cool. them counted all. them. Me too. Every single one of them, I was like, I yes. was like, sweet. Like, Jimmy Smith is back. All right. Well, how about this? And how, uh, let me float this with you. So you know how they did the, I can't remember the actor's name, who played the Emperor? Uh, not the Emperor, the, 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 you know, the big bad general. Darth Vader? No, the general. Yes. Right. Darth Vader? And they use the actor's appearance, his likeness, yes. digitally to yes. create that character. Yes. Although the character's been dead for decades, right. right? Right. Did you pick that up in Rogue One? Did I did I notice it? Yes. A hundred percent. Right. So how would you feel if they just did a Han Solo likeness? A completely CGI Han completely, Solo? No, it wouldn't fly. No. Wouldn't fly no, it would be too weird. I mean, it's that uncanny valley for me. I mean, it was just... It was weird. I thought it? it would have worked in Rogue One if they just would have shown his character like maybe just as... The yep. reflection in the glass, yep. and maybe not held on his eyes for so long. I agree. But, I agree. Um, I also, though, to Rogue One's credit, thought that that Darth Vader scene at the end was completely badass and awesome. <laughs> every, every Star Wars fan ever, said and that's I kind of feel like Rogue scene. One kind of suffered from a little bit of Jurassic World syndrome, where mm -hmm. the end, like the movie's kind of boring to me. Rogue One was, and it's a little formulaic, but they killed the ending in both right. movies and they left them on such a high note that everyone walked out of the theater going, that was amazing. Yeah. We have to go again. Right. Um, that's and crushed kind of the casting. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. He's great, but he didn't do anything. Australian, Australian actor. Just saying. So you know. He's Are great. You Australian. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's the character, I, I, they were great. It was, I thought, I, I thought it had great potential to be a good spinoff movie with great new characters. And I was interested in meeting all of them and they just, Oh no! They it was all, a tie, and it was a tie. And it yeah, was, absolutely, and it played. Totally it fit cool in well. Them. It's fine. It it's does. a fine movie. It's a fine. And this is how you will feel 
when the Han Solo movie comes out. It's fine. Potentially. It's fine. All right. Uh, so David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, Will... Oh, everything's got... You know why I'm having such trouble reading these? Every single word has a capital letter. <laughs> well, they're, they're headlines. But I don't know which one's... Which one I'm... Anyway. Da- David Gordon Green, Danny McBride will direct, write, and write the new Halloween movie Ooh. for Blumhouse. I like this. Um, yeah, David Gordon I'm interested Green in this. said, John Carpenter's Halloween was a monumental horror film experience for me and millions of film fans. It's an honor to be working with this creative team to carve a new path in the tale of Michael Myers. Danny McBride said, David and I are thrilled to step outside of our comedic collaborations and dive into a dark and vicious horror. Uh, nobody will be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I just put in that laugh, the dramatic effect. I loved every minute of it. Thanks. Because <laughs> I felt like it went on for minutes. Oh, um, hey, I didn't <laughs> blame, blame Brian. He, he cut and pasted this stuff for no, me. No, I'm engrossed. I'm, first I've heard of this, I'm intrigued or I'm excited. In. Or I'm in. Because, so John Carpenter and then it was um, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Did a couple. They did a remake. Yeah, and a couple was, of them. Yeah, two of them. I yeah. saw the first one, I know. Um did so I know Danny McBride, but David Gordon Green, did he do Green Lantern? No. What did he do? No. He did maybe he did he did he's I've heard the name before. I think he did didn't he do Pineapple Express? Maybe. I think he did Pineapple he did, I know Express. He did Seth Rogen I, don't know. I know he's not a horror director. Okay. And I've heard him a lot before. Danny McBride is not a horror director. Either. No. Did it say he's co directing? He's, he's writing. He's helping oh, he's writing. writing. Yeah, writing, directing. Um okay. I'm down to see what they can do. I mean I know it's kind of hip- hypocritical to say after I just, you know. Yeah, you did pretty much just shit on Rogue shit One. Shit on Rogue so. One, so. But then at the end, you turned around and said it was a fine film. It's so. fine. I know I said it. I didn't say it was a fine film. You did say. I think if we, if we recorded back and and uh, like played back what you said, I do believe the quote would be, it's, it's fine. a fine film. It's fine. Anyway, I'm holding on to that. <laughs> if anyone's still listening, let us know <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. So look, Halloween, Halloween that works for me. Um not a huge horror fan myself. Like, I have, uh, the, the, again, Al, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Al. I know. I mean, I know you're listening to this, just yelling at the, the at the speaker. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'd have lots of opinions on this one. Um, but yeah, sure. Why I not? guess I'm down. I'm down for a remake, uh, especially of horror movies, because yeah. there's so many of them. These um, guys know what. But as doing. long as there's a fresh take and an interesting director, for instance, mm. we're doing another Alien. We're getting another Alien this year, and it's going to be directed by. Dennis Villeneuve, who just did Arrival. Yeah, that's cool. I am in 100% on that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and it's produced by the original director, Ridley Scott, of the first one. So, that's cool. you know, mm. let's go. And Ridley Scott doing another Blade Runner. Like, yes. Let's, I'd like, original director, yeah, let's let's see what, what's there. This, you know, if they have an interesting take, and it's, you know, who knows what Danny McBride could come up with for I Halloween. I think with Danny movie. McBride is why I'm interested. But it's like, because I grew with horror movies... They like legitimately scared me as a kid. Like I watched sure. a lot of them, and and I had a buddy named a buddy Mitch who just like would love them, who like would watch every one of them. And mm-hmm. I remember watching Halloween was one of the big ones, right? Like, the Mask and Michael Myers that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. They made like eight originals. Yeah. Like Paul Rudd was in one. Like I didn't watch <laughs> them all, but like the Jamie Lee Curtis one I knew. And then I remember I saw the Rob Zombie one, and they were all just you know terrifying in that and i think it's the best theme song of any of the horror movies right it is do halloween do do scary movies still scare you a little too much is that what you're getting at 
This, yeah, they terrify me. <laughs> um, no, there have been some good horror movies, I think, recently. Um, like, I think Your Next was incredible. It was good. Um, <laughs> downgrade. It was good. Uh, it was incredible. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good. But no, but I just think what he'll do, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I will watch it. Yeah. Like, you will watch the Han Solo movie. I won't. I'll watch it on video. He will watch it. He'll watch, He'll watch it. On video. And then we'll have the same conversation a year from now to be like, Ooh, it was good. Okay, it I guess was it was good. good. No. It was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, no, no, no. All right. So moving on to game news, guys. We'll probably be a lot quicker here. Um, <laughs> so uh, February 14, for Honor, uh, PlayStation 4, Windows, PC, and on Xbox One, Ubisoft's Montreal medieval action game for Honor features three factions, the Knights, the Samurai, and the Vikings. The unique multiplayer mode, War of the Factions, will track all multiplayer activities across all platforms from all players, and the winning faction will receive game rewards, in-game rewards. I mean, uh, we had a quick look at the... Um, the the trailer on this one just we to did. try and get you guys up to speed. But you said this was an RPG, right? Well, it's going to be of sorts. It's going to feel like an RPG, but I think it's going to be probably more of a hack and slash. From yeah, what I've seen. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm interested. From what I understand, I mean, I know very little about this game to be honest. Yeah, there didn't seem to be anything that really stuck out creatively that's made it stay apart from a lot of the sure. other same types of mm-hmm. games in the same genre. But you know, I mean, I'm interested. I, no, I'm not interested. I think the premise is fairly. <laughs> Fairly weak, yeah. You know, some cataclysmic thing happens, and then people fight, right? Like the beginning of all games ever, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it looked cool, yeah. In terms of like visually, it looked nice. It's you. I'm allergic to it, it seems. Um, (laughs) Better move on. Yeah, we better move on. I mean, uh, yeah, I I know that a lot of people have been waiting for this game. um, Oh, really? Okay, well. For the reasons why I cannot remember. Okay. Sniper Elite 4, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. The Sniper Elite fan base is one of the most hardcore in the industry, uh, enamored with a game that could be considered boring on purpose. Uh, so again, we watched the, the trailer on this one, and I did pretty much stop it before it finished from memory. Well, they um, were just giving slides about the history of, of World War Two. Yeah, World War Two. Yeah. Um, this is one of those games where I think you sit and you wait, and it feels like you are an actual sniper. Right. It's a realistic sim of being a sniper, which right. could be cool. I'm. I don't know, especially if I mean. I don't know. I kind of would like a sniper game if I got to do it with the new VR headset. That'd so you be could cool. actually look around in the world and kind of pick out. That'd be cool. That would be cool to try. But without any gameplay, I gotta I gotta see some gameplay for that one. Right, Luke. You have any thoughts on Sniper Elite Four? Can I ask you both a question? <laughs> yes. And I mean this sincerely because I, I, I think this is interesting to me. Hopefully, to someone, it will be interesting. Can you pitch me really quick? why you because once again i'm not against video games i just don't think i've given it it's fair shake like what about playing video games to you is so like and fascinating or important or like what it does for your life or like or mindset or like i think the best way to describe it for me would be it's like a cross between reading like this is a good game right it's a cross between it's the thing about games are they're very immersive so it's like reading a book watching a movie and challenging your skills all at the same time yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's very it's multifaceted and exp- as an experience because you've got to be physically or um, like dexterous dexterous in, in your ability to in, in engage, or you have to use your mind to engage in terms of problem solving. But at the same time, you're also being wowed visually, cinematically. You're also uh, but, and it's also social as well for a lot of people. You know, you're playing, playing with your friends with across for three countries. Good example I can give you is I I you know the last big huge triple a title or you know a title i played was probably uncharted 4 mm-hmm. um which is a great story to it and that's i think mm. engrosses me a lot and so if you can imagine like working hours 
trying to save a character Mm. or keep a character alive. And then an hour later they get killed. And Mm. then you're just, Oh my do you God. think do you think video games are more of a in terms of the conventional like entertainment escape so than like movies and music because with with a movie if you watch it at home on your couch or something like that you can pull out your phone you can send text you can pause it go to the bathroom but with a video game you're not only are you mentally inside That'd drive of it, me mad by the way if that was my movie watching experience yeah. with you <laughs> with me no I'm just saying like when you're on your own sure sure yeah sure. yeah you'll send like shut up you send text when you're uh, watching a movie at home no I don't. All right, whatever. Um, but anyways, <laughs> but like most people, but like with the video game, you got the you got the controller in your hand and you're playing the, along with the game. And um, is it more of like is it more of the escape part of it? For me, no. It's it's more it's more you get to you know, I don't know. There's a story do, do, and there's challenge to it. Do you it. play game on your phone? Well, I mean, I used to. I played video games before, and then like, and you know, I feel like if I were being honest about what I thought it was for me. Aside from maybe like The Godfather and a couple of those games I played, like, I mean, I played Halo maybe a little bit growing up, but like not well. And I, but I played like mostly sports games, you know, NHL and, and, and right. NBA and MLB and all this stuff. But I, to me, maybe that was just more me of like satisfying the competitive part of my brain without having to actually do it in like a real game. <laughs> sure. But, That's part uh, well, of it. What did you t- let's, go, let's go back to Godfather. What did you like about The Godfather? First of all, I loved The Godfather, the movie. movie. Okay, correct. So I got to be a part of that world. Yes. Um, so there it is. So there but, it is. So for but me, what I think I love the most about it, if I'm being honest, like from a more like psychological standpoint, was the point where like I was sent on a mission and whatever was going on in my world in real life, a mission that I was on like in real life of like whether I was doing mm-hmm. homework or something like that, I could put it aside and be like, no, no, no I got to do this mission right now, and I would go do that. Sure. Because, I mean, I mean, what you, I mean psychologically, it's – it's different, but so for me, I mean, the hook is always it's going to be genre and theme. So for me, I love a good RPG. I love swords. I love bows and arrows, right? Yeah, like fantasy. That's what I want. That's that's why I love to play. Mm-hmm. And so that's my hook, right? Just like for you, the world of The Godfather was your hook because yeah. you knew it, you loved it, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then that's where gameplay comes into it, and whether it's enjoyable to play, and that can be for many different reasons as to why it's good to play. And I also think different games also have different. Things, ways of pulling you in. For instance, with Rocket League, it's almost literally a sport. It's literally going out and playing soccer with Kinda. your friends, just with cars. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's literally the game. It's soccer with cars. Then you have games so like simple. Red Dead Redemption, where you're in the Wild West and there's not really a story. You just have this whole world that you can go explore, and you don't know what you're going to get into. And it's that's kind of cool to do. Mm. Yeah. So I know there's so there's, there's they tick so many different boxes for so many different people. I don't think there's any group of ten people that play games for the same reason. Oh, no, now that being I was just asking for your guys' now that being yeah. said, I'm not here in Los Angeles to be a game designer. I'm mm-hmm. I, I prefer movies. Oh, I know, but there's know? A, I mean, there's a ton of people that I highly admire mm-hmm. who I know play video games all the time. Like they'll talk about it, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, not including you guys, but I think obviously. you're onto some with the, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're onto something so you're with me slip at least. That keeper, huh? <laughs> the, the competitive aspect of it. I think there's a, definitely a part for me where yeah, I got an hour for sure. I could go run, yeah, or I could go kick some ass. Definitely, Rocket, what happens, League. definitely Rocket League is competitive for me, but yeah. that's not what I play other games for. So it, it varies. Yeah, 
This is what happens when you ask me a question. I just send you on a tangent. I know. Continue I know. on. Sorry. Yeah, we're going to have to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, February 21 comes out Berserk and the Band of the Hawk. PlayStation 4 uh, and PlayStation Vita and, P- and Windows PC. Sorry. Uh, the legendary ma- manga series Berserk is getting its own Dynasty Warriors spin-off from Marceau developer Omega Force. have no idea about this game. No really strong opinion. You, you, no? Excellent. I haven't heard about it. Halo Wars 2, Windows PC and Xbox One. The real-time strategy game's new multiplayer mode, Blitz, is putting a twist on the genre's core mechanic by having the player focus on deck building and card-based strategy rather than base building and resource management. Uh, The game will be part of Microsoft's Xbox Play Anywhere program, which allows you to play across platforms uh, on Xbox One and also Windows 10. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Halo Wars 2, no idea about that one. Did you guys play Halo back in the day? I mean, Halo is different to Halo Wars, though. This is what we're talking about. Different right, game, yeah, different yeah. It's the same I did genre. play Halo back in the day. I used yeah. to get my ass kicked by everybody. Everybody. And so I quit. <laughs> uh, like I do most first-person shooters. I oh, just okay. can't be bothered, you know, getting headshot like every fucking four seconds. Yeah. Did that Halo movie happen and come out and just... No. Okay, never No, happened. it fell okay. apart. It didn't happen? Okay. Oh. It fell apart. Uh, Night in the Woods this one's for you my gaming friends out there so again it's a light on in the gaming thing unless Luke will be able to like somehow (laughs) wait a second the Halo movie did that come out (laughs) attach it to a movie of some sort so uh, Night in the Woods it's a Linux Mac PlayStation 4 and Windows PC uh, game Night in the Woods is the story of May a cat woman no a cat sorry just a cat who returns home from college to her beleaguered rust belt town uh, the game's E3 demo, which was lavish in presentation and dense with dialogue. Uh, it was. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it looks like a strange game. I had a quick look at the um, at the, the, the playthrough there, and it didn't tickle my fancy overly. Very... Um, Sounds very story-based. Very dry-looking and yeah. Yeah, a bit story-looking. Okay. I don't Sounds know. like the movies I love. <laughs> uh, you should check that game yeah, out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Um, Horizon Zero Dawn now we've spoken about this on the podcast a few times you gents weren't here for it uh, it looked kind of exciting uh, back E3-ish I think uh, but it gets released as well is this um, the Caveman this coming, Transformers movie yes or game game that's okay. exactly right Caveman Transformers is a great way to look at it <laughs> um, so it's uh, coming out on PlayStation 4 uh, the developer Guerrilla Games is it's its new project and uh, it combines monster hunter style hunter gatherer gameplay role playing game progression and a mysterious post apocalyptic post apocalyptic world that's been overrun by robots so i mean uh, i've looked at this game a couple of times now i've looked at the trailer a few times it looks cool in terms of the gameplay and yeah. i like the world that they've got um, i think the premise is fucking silly <laughs> but it, it looks cool yeah, I'm 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 gonna give this one a shot. I think at least you know I'll give it a rented at a red box or something for a night just to give it a shot before I buy it because you can do that for two bucks rather than sure. pay eighty dollars for the, the game. investment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. See if I like because it, it looked cool. But the know? premise, yeah, it's silly, but most are. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, torment tides of Numenera. Numenera. Um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and P- Windows PC. The uh, Torment, Torment was funded on Kickstarter nearly three years ago and is heavily inspired by the cult classic 1999 RPG Planescape Torment. But uh, the reports indicate that it is cle- it clearly has a feeling all of its own. Uh, the actual CEO said in reports, uh, it's why it's taken us three and a half years. 
um, because it feels like it's its own game. So, uh, yeah, no, it looks cool. I'm interesting. Into it. Interesting. Um, uh, before we get off games, I, yeah. can I talk about the one game that I've been playing recently just so we can talk a little about it games? It depends on whether we've talked about it previously. Okay. Go. No Man's Sky? Yeah, sure. Have you talked about you it? You must be the only person I know who has played this game. Really? Last, like, I just got it. Okay. Okay, we, we've talked it. about this extensively in, in a okay, lot of podcasts. Okay, then I won't, I won't mention no, it again. Give us, no, give us Brian's rundown. A uh, new segment in the podcast, Brian's oh, rundown. What are you running away from that you play this game so much? No, <laughs> I know it's that. the game I've played the most. It's the game. Well, the reason why when it first did come out, there was a lot of, uh, it was so highly. Lots of hype. Lots of hype. Everyone's looking forward to it. Then it came out and everyone said it was boring, um, that it was just repetitive, that you just went from I, to from planet to planet. Luke, in case you don't... Well, I don't want to re-explain it for... Basically, this, this game regenerates itself continuously where, like, no part of the... You, you, you can, can literally travel from a planet to any other planet, and there's billions And no one planets. else has been there before. Okay. You can rename things and discover things, whatever. Um, they have added updates since it came out. I've talked with my friends who have played it, and I told them all the things that you can do now, like build bases and hire aliens and farm things, which I'm not super into. I'm not like a big Minecraft type cool. guy. But to go explore is kind of cool, and that's what I've been playing currently. And you, you're most. enjoying it? I'm enjoying it, but I could see a lot of people's point where right, it I would get tired. I look forward to your update. How many hours have you put in? Oh, how many hours? How, yeah, hit me. Mm. I, I don't I don't know the hours, but I've been playing for about three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. I mean, you could about be an hour to a night. A hour to a night. Okay. All right. At so most. some solid some so, solid so, time, so you, and I'm not tired of it yet. But I'm starting hours. to Let's, get like. Should we say twenty hours? Yeah, we okay. can say that. That's really, fair. Really quickly. Yeah. Just game I've been playing recently. I just want to oh, squeeze God. it in there. Here we go. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Pong. <laughs> and you just. Back and forth. For anyone who's a little controller, uh, if you had a video <laughs> play of us here, Brian and I just shaking our heads. I loved every minute of it. Don't laugh, Brian. First of all, don't. How old were you when Pong came out? I, like, I don't know. Not even born. I think negative. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think. Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. So that's it for game releases. But now let's uh, talk about movie releases. So upcoming movies releasing. Uh, we have a cure for wellness. Uh, an ambitious young executive is sent to retrieve his economy, his company's CEO from an idyllic but mysterious wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps. Uh, the director here is Gore Verbinski, and uh, the cast is Dane DeHaan and Jason Isaacs. Uh, we watched the trailer for this one. I, I did, I, to be honest, I haven't heard much or know much about this film up until seeing the trailer. And I gotta say, this is a kick-ass trailer. If you watch this, uh, for me trailer. anyway, I was like, "Shit, I want to see this film. This looks yeah. like a kind of cool thriller, kind of you know, mm, mystery number. It looks mm -hmm. looks good." I'm into. I'm I'm big into movies that take place in insane insane asylums like Cuckoo's Nest and Shutter Island and the like. Um, this is one of those movies where I'm I'm trying to make a conscious effort this year. My movie uh, New Year resolution is to not pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes so much and go by my interests. So. Uh, the scores of this one haven't been the highest, but I want to give it a shot still. I think it's like, I, my goal is to not pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes, but here, let me tell you the movie that I paid attention to Rotten Tomatoes for. <laughs> you know the score for it. Yeah, well, we'll no, no, it, was, it, it came up. Yeah, it yeah, came yeah. up. Well, we're but to not use that in my, oh, it's below this, I'm not going to go. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I still going to give the it a shot. The point of Rotten Tomatoes is to save you some time. It's like, I'm not against it. 
You know what I mean? Like there's some critics who have their salts like A.O. Right. Scott. Like I will trust an A.O. Scott review because sure. he's earned it. Sure. But I don't want to make that my dis- – I want to be able to – like if, if I didn't see the Rotten Tomatoes score for this, I would be 100% in. Yeah. I mean I saw the trailer. I saw the it's Rotten Tomatoes yeah. uh, score, but I'm still keen to see this film. Yeah. Because it looks – it. I mean it, it looks like literally looks – beautiful i mean mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff and stylistically and, and and how they've done it all it looks it's directed great. by the guy who did the pirates movies so um, those are visually at least yeah. interesting but i whether like, this I, I, my feeling is a story is not going to hold up i think I that's going to be its weak point. there should be an oscar for best trailer that's yeah. sold on seeing a shitty movie because <laughs> so suicide squad let's just remind <laughs> let's just remind ourselves that this movie is coming out in february yeah, right. which movie does dump. not have the best track record. Movie dump month. Yes. No, it's January's dump month. February, there's some things. Is if you guys remember last year in February, there was a little movie called Deadpool that came out. Yeah, but that's on because Valentine's they didn't know Day. it was going to be good. I think they had a feeling. They put it out on Valentine's Day. I suppose. Exactly yeah. a year from today, actually. <laughs> oh, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Uh, don't remind yeah. me. <laughs> anyway, I don't think February's a dump month. I think because movies like Batman versus Superman come out in March now. Um, any movies that are kind of risky have to find another month to go to. So I think February could be a new month to take a chance on a movie. So this would be the one I would take a chance on. Well, still speaking of February, uh, Fist Fight is coming out. Luke, did you have anything you wanted to add there? You're right. No, I'm good. So I was f- going to say, if we're going to talk about Valentine's Day and movie releases, let's we're definitely not talking about Fifty Shades, but let's tangent, continue on. We're on. Fist fight on this last day of this year. Uh, sorry, on the last day of the year. All right, I'm explaining what fist fight is. Great. Fist fight. On the last day of the year, mild-mannered high school English teacher Andy Campbell, Charlie Day, is trying his best to keep it together amidst senior pranks. A dysfunctional administration and budget cuts uh, that put jobs on the line, but things go from bad to worse when he accidentally crosses his much tougher and deeply feared colleague, Ron Strickland, Ice Cube. Oh, I don't have the energy to read the rest of this. <laughs> such trash. Who challenges Campbell to an old-fashioned throwdown after uh, school? News on the... Yeah, that's it. Done. I'm not going to read any more of that. So it's Ice Cube versus Charlie Day. Yeah. It's dumb. I watched the trailer for this and I just went, this is the dumbest fucking movie. And you know what pisses me off about this movie? Hmm. It's going to sell tickets. People are going to go see this yes. trash. Talk to me. Well, Swing I mean, me on this. Tell me I, I'm not... First of all, I think right. Charlie Day is great. Have you seen Charlie It's Day Always Sunny in funny. Philadelphia? No. It's, a, it's re- the funniest show on television. Sure. And he's great in it. Charlie Day is just really funny. And I agree with what you're saying. And here's my thing. I guess I'm, I'm commenting on the premise. Know, I'm not commenting on performance or anything if, else. I don't know if it's going to sell that many tickets. I think they think it's going to sell tickets. Just because you take Ice Cube. Um, and he's been in a lot of movies recently that have been big box office hits. Like but buddy I comedy. They, I don't know if they're because of Ice Cube. Like Ice Cube was in Ride Along and Ride Along Two and Central but Intelligence. That, but I think Ride Along. No, he was. No, no, that was The Rock. No. Um, but I yeah. think Central Intent. But you're getting at my point about why I think those movies sold, which is Kevin Hart. Yeah. And I think Kevin Hart is the biggest comic in the world right now. I think. I mean, he sells out football arenas. Right. Right. Um. So like, I think that's why Ride Along sold. And I love Ice Cube. And I think he's yeah. I think he's done good in the comedic universe. And I think Charlie Day is great. And I think they cast up with some funny people like Kumail Nanjiani, who I think is a great comic. Sure. And um, I just think it's one of those movies that they went, "Ooh, this is a, a decently funny script that'll that this will is... be right down the middle, right down the middle for people." And it won't cost um, too much. Won't cost. We'll too shoot much. it in we'll Atlanta. Make it real cheap. 
<laughs> um, and once again, we will release it in February. <laughs> Where if it dies, it won't be that big of a deal because it's February. Right. Okay. And, but it's yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a comedy. But it, this is this is a office Christmas party. You know what I mean? To me, like it's just yeah. trash. Anyway, Again. moving on. But hold on. The reason why I think back to the February dump month, and you're saying like, oh, Deadpool came out. The reason why I think February is the dump month is because. These studios are focused on their movies that are up for the Oscars right now. They don't care about these movies that are coming out. Yeah. yeah. Because if their movie wins Best Picture at the Oscars, they will have another month of, of movies, of people going to see their movie in theaters. Yeah. So Absolutely. this is a really important time for them. Mm-hmm. And I will just say Warner Brothers, which I guess doesn't have any Best Picture nominees. No, they don't, they don't care about the Sorry, Oscars. Sorry, Warner Brothers. Um, but they are still... Well, once again, with Warner Brothers, they're more focused on... Their superhero franchises than yeah. Fist Fight, which <laughs> once again I love Charlie Day and I think this movie, like you said, Adrian, will probably do pretty well. It'll sell some tickets, but I think that's because it's coming out in February and it's coming out against a movie that we'll talk about in a moment mm. and uh, A Cure for Wellness, which mm. A Cure for Wellness. Say what you will about it. Shutter Island had Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. One Flew Over Cuckoo's had Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Just says Dainty Han. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Once again, dumb yeah. month. So there's some people here who are going to go to the pictures, you know, to the cinema, and they're yeah. going to see La La Land, the poster, and then they're going to see the poster for for what's it, Fist Fight, right? And they're going to walk straight into Fist Fight because mm-hmm. they're that type of person. Fist Fight sounds like the name of a movie that if you were watching a movie and they showed the exterior of a movie theater and <laughs> right. they had the list of big titles, <laughs> like Fist Fight would be one of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, now moving on to a movie that's certainly not going to be trash, The Great Wall. Uh, When a mercenary Mm. warrior, Matt Damon, is imprisoned within The Great Wall, he discovers the mystery behind one of the greatest wonders of our world. As wave after wave of marauding beasts besiege the massive structure, his quest for fortune turns into a journey toward heroism as he joins a huge army of elite warriors to confront this unimaginable and seemingly unstoppable force. That sounds great. Can I say I'm sold on seeing the movie after hearing you reading it? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so this is going to be directed by Zhang Yimao. Uh, and the cast is Matt Damon, Pedro Pascal, who was the prince which got his face crushed in uh, Game of Thrones, as well as uh, good old Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Um, look, it's got some big names here. I mean, just to, to clear up as well, Zhang Miamao, he did uh, uh, House of Flying Daggers. Yes. He did Hero. Yes. Uh, he's a very well-respected director yes. in terms of like your... I don't know. What do you is, is kung fu movies? Is that a, that's an inappropriate mm, term, or is, no, what do you call it? Like, um, um, I, I don't know. Foreign. Um, I don't know what the exact. But it's very fantastic. It's very. It's very specific. Very to genre unto itself. Um, yeah. The big thing I have against this movie, Hit me. I think, is because it was made with a specific financial reason of before course. it started. This is this is the first Hollywood movie that's not made for Americans. Yeah, Period. This the, well, this is this is a really I think this is kind of interesting because it's it's really a clear 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 example of that new bridge that it's going to be built between um, China and America. In terms well, of it may not even be a bridge. I know. Well, I don't mean bridge, but you know what I mean. Like this is this movie is marketed not only to America and you know the rest of the English speaking world, but this is. For uh, this is for China. This, this is for straight for up for China. Yeah, and absolutely. I love that. I have no problem yeah, with that. That's fine. That's yeah. I mean, that's fine. It's it's 
it doesn't interest me. It's going to be trash, but it's going to be really fucking entertaining. You just like it because there's bows and arrows involved. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. This is a game hook for me. This is a movie hook for me. Seriously. You're on the money. Uh, Um, It's got some ridiculous, like, graphics going on. Yeah. It's got some really, really bad one-liners, I'm sure. Right. Um, And it's got pretty colors and, you know, that sort of stuff. I'm into it. Yeah, it's going to um, be, be visually stunning in places for sure. I know it is. If you've seen uh, if you've seen a House of Flying Daggers, yeah. if you've seen Hero, you know it's going to have some visually stunning pieces. Yeah. He knows how to make a film. Is the script going to be terrible? Yes. Are the performances in places going to be average? Yes. Are you going to be wondering what's happening? Yes. Well, the th- also thing is, I don't think the studios care how no. it does in America. Oops. This is a movie that has a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. And is opening in quote unquote the dump month of February, um, and the reason for that is is it's already made what over two hundred million dollars. Yes, it's already in China, it's so already it's got, already in the it's in the yep. black. Yep, it's already good. Yep. You know who did the script? Max Brooks did the story. Oh, Who's really? Max Brooks? And then Max Brooks did um, World War Z, mm-hmm. and then um, Tony Gilroy. Who just did Rogue One? Right, Tony Gilroy's great, and he did all the Bourne movies. Did Didn't he direct Michael Clayton? I mean, I don't know, or it might have been his brother. I don't know. But anyway, I mean, granted, there's like nine other writers on it. Sure, <laughs> if you look at IMDb, right, those movies, um, which is never a great sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of screenplay, there's hope. I mean, I will not see this movie. Um, but that you is will. Just... I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you both. <laughs> this is going to be my film for the year that you come and see with me. Uh, well, okay, maybe. I'll do it for you because you brought us on the podcast. Watch Fist Fight. Ooh. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Double feature. Well, guys, I, I hope you enjoyed Luke's opinions. This is the last <laughs> time you'll be hearing them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, done. Let's do it. Are we, are we making a deal? Oh, here? now Luke just suddenly realized he has are to we, go watch Fist Fight. Wait, hold on. Yeah. What's going on? Is so, that the deal? I'm, no, I'm going to come see Fist Fight, and you guys are going to come see Great Wall, and we're going to talk about it next time we do this. Okay. All right. Done. Deal. Um, so, that was the movie releases for this week or this week? Yeah. This coming week, do we have any predictions on what's going to win out of those three? For what? So, so those in three movies are office? coming out in terms of box office. Well, we're not a hero let's, let's talk about Let's talk about part, the past weekend's box oh, office. Oh, okay, okay. All right. And then we're going to talk about what we think will happen. I, I, I mistook the order. No, that's fine. So, do you, Brian, this is your segment uh, for today. He's, I give him one job. So prepared. One job, and he's off looking for his phone. No, no, no. Um, a little good. bit more we're about good. this fight real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got it right here. So we're going to talk about the box office from this past weekend. So do we want to start from the top of the bottom? Let's start from the bottom 15. Let's go from the 15 up. All right. Okay. And we just run through these. So we're just going to talk about where it ranks. We don't have to talk about how much it's earned unless someone's really excited to hear. 15th is a movie called I Am Not Your Negro. I've heard it's great. Yeah. I've oh, heard it's really? a documentary. I need to see it. Oh, documentary. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 14th is Resident Evil, the final chapter. No, nothing about it. Nope. 13th in, um, in its... Are these at the movies? Yes. These are at the movies. Wow. Is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh. Number 12 is Triple X 3, The Return of Xander Cage. Plug. Uh, <laughs> number 11 is The Space Between Us. Um, which sounds familiar. It sounds yeah, like it's the, space a, be- it's the teen drama one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that didn't do well. Number 10 is Sing. 
Uh, I think I that's saw. The, it, you saw Sing. I saw Sing. The big one. I the, saw Sing. And when did you see Sing? The next one. Next. <laughs> on the the next, fuck did you see on Sing? With story for another time. <laughs> story for the next podcast. Uh, how, did, next. how was Sing? I I fell asleep for a little bit. Okay, but okay. to be fair, no. Continue on. Well, I wouldn't say that you were the market that whole. No, and the person I went and saw with was even like, "You're gonna hate this movie." Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, number nine is Lion. Um, I, see see I really want to see. see that film. If you haven't seen it, great Australian film, great performances. Have Dev you Patel. seen it? I have yeah, seen it. I don't need to see it. Um, there's issues with it, sure, but still great film. I I really want to see it. Uh, number eight, La La Land. Uh, Best Picture, Do you 2017. Have an you reckon? I, th- I reckon. We'll I think, see. I think that's how it's going to go down. Um, number seven, Rings. Number six, which still blows my mind, is A Dog's Purpose. Yeah. <laughs> that's still in the top ten. People love dogs. This is I the love thing dogs, we're too. I think it's Dennis Quaid more than anything. I love dogs, too, and I also think it's the spiritual take on it, because I don't know if you guys know the story of the, the premise. It's... Buddhist. It's Buddhist. Oh, it's the dog because yeah, he keeps reincarnating. Dog loses dogs. his boy, his master, mm. and then gets hit by a car. Or but something. it's really not Buddhist. Mm. And then you just keep reincarnating. He's reborn as another dog mm. to another family, and he keeps getting reborn. Oh, that's and creepy. has to go find his yeah. original master years later when he's a grown up. Keeps reincarnating into other. I don't know if I like this film. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, number you five. You don't know it's called the dog's purpose. <laughs> I don't think you will. Number five. I'll take it back. <laughs> Is uh, Hidden Figures at number five. Nice. I still need to see that one as well. Good film. Go uh, see it. Number four is Split, which is still doing great I have after not last seen week. This. You have seen this, though, Brian. I have not. I have seen oh. it. He seen it is it. surprisingly good. Interesting. Okay. I want to see it. it. I want to see it. Um, They'll be playing it at a studio that will, shall not be named. It's coming up soon. You should watch it. <laughs> number three is uh, a film I am absolutely dying to see. In fact, I probably would have been there tonight had it not been for the podcast. But as John Wick, Chapter 2... I've not seen John Wick Chapter One. I haven't seen John Wick Chapter One. But I, I love the uh, like that they all got together after the Matrix and said, "Oh, that, all that all that action stuff we did was fun, wasn't it? Let's do if, a movie that's if, based off of that." I love as that. the only person who's seen a John Wick movie here, I just want to say that the stunt men from the Matrix and Keanu got together. The stunt men directed this John Wick movie. Uh, it is an amazing action film, uh, a ridiculous plot like most action movies have. Um, but the action scenes are directed so well where they're not using shaky cam. They're not doing the quick cuts. They're literally sitting back and going, look at this amazing choreography. That's cool. And it's amazing every time. And it's funny and creative and their kills and all that. Check it out. This one's supposed to be twice as good as the first one. I will say the highlight of my time in LA was when I went to the comedy store and I went to the bathroom and Brian knows the story and I went to the bathroom and I was using the restroom in one of the urinals and I looked at the urinal a couple down from me and it was, Keanu Reeves Fuck off. <laughs> taking a piss and just the best <laughs> moment of my life. He just looked him right in the eye and went, whoa. <laughs> I, I just looked him right in the eye and he was like, go see John Wick 2. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, number two, Fifty Shades Darker, just in time for Valentine's Day. When did that come out? Last like weekend. Oh, okay. Or Friday. Okay. Because yeah. my upstairs roommate, Ryan. Oh, so this is as of Sunday. Is this? Yeah. Is that what this box office mm-hmm. is? Yes. Okay. As of Sunday. Uh, number one is the Lego Batman movie. Ooh. Now, if you would have Who's told seen me, this? not me. I've seen the Lego movie. I saw the Lego I hear, movie. I, I hear this is great. I remember watching the trailer for this months and months ago, and I said, that looks like a shit ton of fun. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Our friend Matt Eckerly. said that it was his favorite Batman movie ever. 
<laughs> but that's, again, that's absurd. Our friend Matt, you all do not know him. That do is not absurd. Take that as a recommendation until um, you know him. One thing I wanted to point out, and this is this is a, a topic that I think is an interesting topic for discussion that I wanted to bring up when we went through box office. If you'd have told me ten years ago that a movie starring Legos was going to open higher than a movie starring Keanu Reeves, I would have said you're fucking nuts. Um, I think that's because we live in a time now. I remember back in the days when... you got to remember these movies come off the back of the Lego games. The Right, right, which have right. a huge following exactly. to them as well. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it's, in you know, back in the day, I remember when, you know, movies were driven by the stars. So you would go see the new Bruce Willis movie. You would go see the new brad pitt movie now that movie could be a horror or a comedy or something but because that star was in it and i think today audiences aren't following stars they're following brands yep so unless it's independent unless it's independent right but the big big money right i mean they're going to see a a movie that has lego Lego. in it marvel um you're going to see the new marvel movie i wonder if it's going to be a scary one or a funny one you know yeah yeah yeah. it's that tame side and that's just where i think movies is the biggest difference I've seen in the last that's probably where, 10, that's 15 years. That's where movies are going. That yeah. Mean, as a, I mean, Which the studios film, love. Yeah, of course, because they're corporations. And they can make 14 Marvel movies. It's and wild. Uh, they won't die off after two and I'll sequels. See one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's. But, uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm actually really fucking okay with that because, you know, that creates such a large market for people like, you know, the DePlus brothers and those indie filmmakers out there. Who, uh, who for the view- viewers out there are like, oh god, just give me anything but a Marvel movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That that creates a market for those people out there making those indie films, and I think there's going to be more and more funding for that space as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No. I think it's a scary time, just because, just in terms of oversaturation, where there's so it's so easy to make an independent film today. I'm not saying a good one, but it's just in terms of technically. In terms of how like you cost. Can, you can get a red camera, and make and you could make a movie that would have cost twenty million dollars ten years ago, for less than a million dollars. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And so just in terms of like, what what scares me is that the next great independent filmmaker, the next Duplass Brothers, or the next you know Sean Baker, or the next Richard Linklater, or you know any of these people are making the next great independent film, and because there's so much out there, it's just not being noticed. Sure. Which is what scares me because it's so I, easy to make. I think it'll always make its way to the top. I think, you know, I, if you've got a great script, I think, and it's like executed well, like Moonlight or something, you know what I mean? Like that's what, how much? $5 million? I think it was 1.5. Like, no, no, it was, I think it was made more, more than that, surely. It was made I for I thought more. it was 1.5, but. Sure, it went box office out, um, but whatever. Like it's a, an Academy Award nominated film and it's fucking excellent. Yeah. You know, they're making art. They're not trying to sell tickets. Let them sell tickets. Let them make Marvel movies. Oh, sorry. I meant 1.5, how much it was made for. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, let them sell tickets. Let them make make movies for the masses. That's fine. Yeah. But then there's more room for art, you know? That's that's my take on it. That's how I feel. Also, you've got to have the studios that can get those movies to the public, like no. A24. Netflix, my friend. You Netflix. Don't need, you don't need the studios. Yeah, I mean, I guess not. I would rather see if I made a movie for a million bucks. I'd rather see that in a theater. Sure. Well, it you has know. to be in a theater regardless. If uh, it's uh, yeah. Oscar, um, which is silly. But um, and true. I'm afraid if you know, my, if I'm a director and I make my movie and Netflix is the only one going to buy it and it's only going to be on Netflix, my worry is it's going to get lost. 
in the no 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 Netflix 3, is the best thing that's ever happened for independent films shuffles of, of movies two years ago or not two years ago five years ago you take a big hit movie at like Sundance yeah which like forgive me if you've talked about Sundance on this podcast no. but like five years ago a movie at Sundance the big hit movie mm-hmm. would get sold for two million dollars mm-hmm. last year you got Birth of a Nation getting sold for twelve million. This year was The Big Sick, which is Camille Nanjani's movie with his wife. Right. Sold for $12 million. And it's because Netflix and Amazon come in with big pockets. And then Warner Brothers and Paramount and A24 and all these other roadside attractions, all these other distributors have to come in and go, oh, it ups the bidding war. Because yeah. they have so much money to spend. It's good. That it, It's only doing good things right now. Okay. Maybe. I just think, I just think Netflix's and, library is poor but you in know terms what? of quality. But and I, in I terms also of, think I, I sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was uh, just gonna go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I think uh, I think the diversity and the human stories that me, that we have in this year's Oscars lineup. Yeah. Like, you know, it's uh I think that's a reflection of people's tiredness of, of these like same you know print for print film sure like, i like to I mean? see that reflection in the in in the oscar nomination unfortunately it's it's in the oscar i would like to see it more from the big studios which i don't know what will happen but also none of those movies nominated this year were netflix movies sure. they were all from A24 well they can't be netflix movies and 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 you know no 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 uh well manchester by the sea manchester's amazon. amazon manchester is amazon i will say that yeah. but they also released that in theaters before but that's because if you're going to release, if you're going to get nominated for an Oscar, you have to release it in a theater. Yeah. Yeah, but they could have done what they did last year, like Beast of No Nation, and put it in a theater for a week in New York and did LA, Beast and no took Nation it out. Get nominated for best film? Though? No, but it was close. Anyway, what, if it had a couple extra weeks, would it have been nominated? I don't know. I don't know. Let's. This is a great conversation. <laughs> but for we another should podcast. for another podcast. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh, that's the box office for the last weekend. Yes. Uh, let's have some predictions, Luke. Uh, what's your box office for this week? Hmm. So, can you just give us the top five again yes, here, yes, very quickly? Absolutely, top five. Ryan, and then, keeping in mind, you've got Great Wall in the mix now. Top five. You've also got Fist Fight and A Cure for Wellness. And this is with me, and I know your top three, so that's all I needed to know. Okay. Split Fifty Shades and and um uh Lego Movie. Batman. John Wick, not Split. Oh, John Wick. Okay. Um. Uh, just order from one third to first. And or this first is me without third. knowing any. Box out predictions. Yeah. I would guess that it would be. I think Lego Movie Batman's going to win again. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. take one again. I think Great Wall is going to sneak in as number two, only because of its action and Matt Damon's involved. I think it'll take number two. Then I think it might go to John Wick two. Then I think it'll fall to Fist Fight in like maybe like a fifteen to twenty million dollar range, okay. or something like that. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades, and then probably Cure for Wellness. Okay, yeah. And don't be shocked if what is it was was uh, Split still up there? Yeah, it's four. Don't be shocked if if, if Split beats a Cure for Wellness, or mm. even if a Dog's Purpose beats <laughs> a Cure for Wellness. For me, I don't see a Cure for Wellness crack in the top nope. five. I don't all. either. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's a tricky thing where we, you, which is unfortunate because it's the most original movie. Everywhere. You see Great Wall everywhere. Mm. And and because we're recording this from L.A., yeah, shout out. But uh, <laughs> in L.A., it's definitely a place where it's like stuff gets billboard just because like the clients are gonna see it when they're driving around. I haven't seen a single Cure for Wellness billboard nope. anywhere. No, no, unfortunately. Um, great walls everywhere. Fist fight is the big one that Warner Brothers is. I, I live right by Warner Brothers. It's the big one that they're showing everywhere. Yeah. Um, it took over for uh, the Harry Potter one. Your top three. 
Brian. My top three is going to be um, I see Lego taking mm-hmm. number one again. I see Fist Fight at number two. Mm-hmm. And I see Great Wall at three just because Matt Damon's in it. I'm, go- I'm with Brian on this. I think that's, that's my that's prediction. My, that's my pick too. That's my prediction. Um, for next week. I would like to be surprised and see John Wick jump a spot you after Great Word of Mouth. Great Wall, though, Adrian. I do. Yeah. Really? Yep. It's more accessibility. I do. Um, all right. So, uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> listening. Uh, hopefully, you made it to the end. Um, and uh, I'd just like to uh, to uh, just uh, give you our handles, our uh, Twitter handles, our our social media contacts. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at we are tessellate, all one word. Tessellate is T E S S E L A T E, and uh, also of course uh, we are tessellate dot com. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any Twitter handles or do you have any gamer tags? Do you have anything that the people out there... I have a gamer tag. Uh, no, <laughs> I have a, a, a Twitter, Instagram. They're both Luke Gansmo. It's really original, G-A-N-S-M-O-E. Um, if you tweet me and let me know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are mine. All mine stuff is Lyles13, L-I-L-E-S-1-3. If you want to follow on, I usually just tweet movie news. So Excellent. tweet at me and let's get into debate. <laughs> do it. Uh, and uh, I do believe you can find me. Well, I don't have Twitter. I should get Twitter, shouldn't I? So I can tweet. I'm not sure how to tweet. You, can you guys? We'll Luke, teach you. We'll, Luke, give, you, we'll give you a we'll rundown. You're young, Luke. You could, you could give me the rundown. Um, but yeah, Adrian, all most places. If uh, you're on social media, you'll find me there. Also, um, uh, Sixum as my gamer tag. S-I-X-U-M. Cool. Yeah. Go see John Wick. And, yeah. Any last words? Any last thoughts? That's my Gents? last thought. Thank you, Al, and the whole crew here. Yeah, obviously. The podcast. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, thanks for letting us cover this well, week. Time has flown by. I don't know if it's been 20 minutes or literally like four hours. It's <laughs> been a great time. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. We and, appreciate it. And thank you for, for coming, gents, and, and filling these seats and keeping them warm. Uh, look out coming up, guys, uh, for our uh, various movie podcasts. Uh, hopefully, you've been listening uh, to the ones that we've been putting out in the last couple of weeks. Check them out if you haven't already.